0: Use the code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech.
2: Volume.
4: What's up, y'all? T Bob here from Snaps, daily college football show that I hope you really enjoy. And I've been getting a lot of crap on my show lately about, you know, uh, uh, choosing Alabama over Tesla. You know what I didn't do, though? I didn't bet on him. You know who I did bet on? Kansas. Okay. And I did it on the DraftKings Sportsbook app because when it comes on where I like to gamble, I love the DraftKings app. And it's because they got incredible offers. If you're already a DraftKings customer, well, check this out. Every single NFL game day during September, you're not going to have just one, but two new offers waiting on you when you sign in. So you'll have to sign sign in to see exactly what those offers are. But just remember, Thursday, Sunday, Monday, every NFL game day, all customers getting two exciting offers from DraftKings to play with. It's a ton of fun. But what if you're a new customer? Well, I've got an even better deal for you. You use the promo code TBOB when you sign up. Okay. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, promo code TBOB, T B O B. You bet $5 on any NFL game, you get $200 instantly in bonus bets. That's right. That's right. Put five down on any of the games. Don't even have to win. You get $200 instantly in bonus bets. You can go play with those on college football, NFL, whatever you want. You can play with those. It's one of those incredible deals you get. So you see it. There's not a more fun place to get in on the action than DraftKings. And you can do all your same game parlays, multi-game parlays, whatever you want. So download the app now. Sign up with the promo code TBob T-B-O-B. $5 gives you $200 in bonus bets instantly. And for returning customers, remember every NFL game day, two exciting new offers from your official sports betting partner of the NFL DraftKings. The crown is yours. If you've got a gambling problem, call 100-GAMBLER or visit www.1800GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario see dkng.co slash football for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources bonus bets expire seven days after issuance eligibility and deposit restrictions apply Hey, what's going on, y'all? Welcome into a brand new episode of Amp, a daily college football podcast with T. Bob Aber—that's me—and Aaron Murray—that's him. What's up, Aaron? How are we feeling today?
0: What's up, man? Just one day closer to this incredible weekend, yes, uh, football game. So I'm, uh, I'm pretty psyched, man. Let's get going.
4: Yeah, it, uh it, it feels a bit, you know, I have a bit of that Christmas anticipatory feeling that we all love so much, right? Where you can't wait for the big day to get here. The closer you get, it seems like time is going slower. Um, mm-hmm. This weekend is going to be a banger. Uh, shout out, AMP. We're here live on AMP every single day. Uh, YouTube.com slash at volume snaps. You can find us. And that's where our opening comment of the day comes from. Uh, Laura Petrie, 50, 70, 97, says, T-blab, hush. <laughs> I'll give her this, man. Wow. I've gotten T-slob, T-blob. He boned, he fat. I've got I have never gotten T blabbed somehow. So mm. Laura, um, Petrie makes me think you may be from Louisiana. So fuck you. But um, well done. You told me wow. something now. Um, I mean, you can't tell me to shut up on my own show where I'm literally paid to talk. What are you talking about? Um, but uh yeah, so let's just go ahead and dive into the games. Again, youtube.com slash at volume staffs. Please help us continue to grow the channel. Thank you so much for everybody who is. We're going to preview three games today. We previewed about 7,000 yesterday. Today, we got the big three for you. We got Colorado, Oregon. We have Ole Miss, uh, Alabama. And we'll end with Ohio State, Notre Dame. Mm, mm, mm. What, a, what a lineup. Mm. Let's start, though, with where every college football conversation seems to start nowadays, Aaron, and that's the Colorado Buffalo. Sco oh. Um Buffs. I don't know if you saw this, but I, I'm just continuously impressed with Deion Sanders. Uh, yeah. I loved his comments on the safety of Colorado State who injured Travis Hunter. You know, didn't, you know, they chose to be like, hey, man, it's football, blah, blah. I love those comments earlier in the week. Um, I loved his comments about his team needed to play a complete game. They have yet to play a complete game. And yeah. I love his attention to detail. Aaron, he actually played the Oregon fight music and crowd noise during practice that week, this week. That is one of those things that you just don't see other schools do. And that's kind of how prime is separated from the, you don't. Here.
0: What school don't do that? <laughs> what fucking school don't do that? Are you kidding me? Yeah, I am kidding. Like, no, we, played, we, <laughs> we would we would play Rocky Top so yeah, much nonstop dude. the entire it was so week. Annoying. I hate that, it. they like come like Saturday morning. I woke up and I'm singing Rocky Top as soon as I get out of bed. Like I'm brushing my teeth. Like good yep. old Rocky Top. Woo, yep. Rocky Top, Tennessee. Like nonstop, over and over again. Yeah. uh So to we be need clear, to start the show over. We need to start that
4: over. No. 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 That was all a bit. No. If that was, okay. dude. If you believed uh, it, that was a good bit. That that was good. I'm a fucking. A- then uh, I'm an actor. Oh yeah. No, bro. Uh-huh. That was uh-huh. all a bit uh-huh. because there have okay. been multiple posts about how, like, actually there, there's one that's gone very viral. It's got like five million views, and it's like this is what separates Prime. This attention. I'm like, and everybody's like, no, like you obviously just started watching god football. People have done this for over two decades. Um. Uh, but I did, you know, I wanted to see how you would react to that. No, I mean that that was the worst part about playing Tennessee, though. It's like you said that and even like Sweet Home Alabama, like Rocky, they're just good songs, they're earworms, mm-hmm. and then you just yeah. casually find yourself humming and singing them the rest of the week. It's awful. Um, mm-hmm. now, serious Colorado uh talk. And I guess they called the show Amp or I'm saying whatever, snaps on amp. Uh <laughs> I'll ask you this, Aaron. Is Texas Tech better than TCU? Can Mm. we play with the law of transitive sports properties here? Because because here's uh, what I think. Here's what I think. I saw two. uh, I saw both these teams in Colorado and Oregon play okay. Big 12 opponents on the road (laughs) early on. Both left with very similar close wins. Remember, Mm 38-30. That game was actually even closer than that for Oregon. So the question is, if that is the case, why then are Oregon 21-point favorites here? Like, why, why, does, why does everybody expect Oregon to beat the Brakes off of Colorado if we've seen them in similar situations and they performed very similar to one another?
0: Well, I think there's one massive difference between that, that week one matchup and now, which is heavily fading the line a little bit. Travis Hunter's not playing. Like, do you remember how yeah, good Travis Hunter was in that football game? Like, yeah. he shut down half the football field. He had an incredible interception at the goal line. He had over 100 yards in receiving. Like, he was a superstar. He, on that day, was the best college football player in America. And to this day, Travis may be the best college football player in America. You take him off, it's like losing two players. We've talked about this before. You're losing one of the premier receivers in college football. And You're losing maybe the best lockdown corner in college football, that's yeah, that's the big difference. That's what uh, the line's at. okay. And I'm so not saying that he, like, I'm not like saying, like, I would feel like better that Colorado had a chance to win the game if, if Travis was playing, but the line would be closer if he was, yeah, out but
4: there. not that much closer, dude. It would still uh, be like, I think he's about four points. Eight. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm saying still. If we play with the transitive sports properties of Texas Tech and TCU, yeah. like it's not like it still seems like a larger gap than maybe it should. Okay, yeah. Bo Nix is an elite quarterback, but you know who else is? Chidder um, Sanders yeah. is an elite quarterback. Like, is the difference just in the trenches that much? Yes. That overwhelming? That's the fact that it's in Eugene. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you think it's purely comes down to the line of discrimination?
0: You you have you have one of the most hostile environments in college football. Eugene is, it's a great, nuts, environment. Nuts. It is. great environment. Nuts, great environment with a suspect offensive line that's given up 16 sacks this season. Like, you can't tell me you, like, it's, it, it, it's, it's, and, and listen, Shadir is, is an incredible playmaker. I love him. Like we, we've broken down why he deserves all the attention he's gone of why he is a potential to be a top 15, top 10 pick in the NFL draft. Like he can be creative. He can get in outside the pocket. He can anticipate, he can get the ball out on time and rhythm, but I just don't know if they're going to be able to create enough explosive plays. Like, can they hold up up front to give him even three seconds to throw the football? Even three seconds. I just, it, it's hard for me to fathom that they're going to be able to do that on the road versus Oregon. But, like, you know, I think I heard someone else say this earlier today. It may have been Canell. I thought it was a good point. Like, if you're playing seven on seven, like, I may take Colorado in the football game. But guess what? We're not playing with flags. We're playing tackle football with 11 players, and you have to play at the line of scrimmage. And, I don't know if I can trust
4: anything Canel says about Colorado at this point.
0: He's I giving mean, them some props this week though. He's been a little bit more gentle since Dion he got called, called that
4: man, a straight. hoe on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean he said, you are a straight. hoe, <laughs> full stop. Like, so I can't trust anything. <laughs> Danny Canel says
0: when it comes to Colorado anymore. That was Dion jr. I think that he's, was Dion. He's, jr. he's
4: lost a thread. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah. Actually. Right. Cause he's a social media, uh, savant there maybe not i don't know um
0: i can't hear Dion saying that first off anyways
2: yeah
4: i guess it's oh, true i mean he yeah. says bull junk and stuff so like i yeah, yeah may, maybe not um hmm. how about this Dion says this week quote we haven't played a complete game we have not played a game where the offense defense as well special teams have all shown up in the same manner if the offense is playing well the defense is hot garbage if the defense yep. is playing well offense is horrible and special teams ain't special so we got to put it all together to be able to defeat a team like Oregon. Can they put it all? Can they put it all together? Do you think?
0: I would love for them to. I think. I think every YouTube channel in America would love them too.
4: Uh, I. I don't. I don't, I don't know. Think a, it's lot a lot of. A lot A lot of. A lot of anti Colorado sentiment. Have thrown their mm. luck with Oregon this week. But this
0: is where I have a problem too. Like I think people are so ready to jump and just bury Dion and bury Colorado. Yeah. Like w- we weren't expecting to win this game four weeks ago. I agree with like, you. Like w- what has changed? What has changed? Like if three like, and zero with the superstar that. quarterback has but changed. Still, like, if they're three and one, that's a hell of a start to the season. They're three and two and they lose to USC next week. Guess what? That's still a hell of a start to the season. Like, why are we so because it's Dion, I I get it, but I think it's so idiotic that we we we're not we're not giving this man his his due and his praise and his football team all the attention they deserve in a good way, not because of Dion and and, and just his personality, but by the fact that they put together a team in six months and yeah. went out there and started the season off three and zero, a team that was one in eleven last year is yeah. ranked inside the top twenty five. I know, but instead yeah. we want to be we're, we're just dying to hit Sen – to say we told you so this team ain't real like this Oregon may be a national championship contending football team you're playing in their home Mm -hmm. like calm down dude like it just it's it's frustrating that people are just people are just mean just straight like people are just mean people i feel
4: like you signed on to twitter for the first time like today maybe like (laughs) what do you like i mean welcome to the internet i don't know what else to tell you like like you are, you are a thousand percent correct on everything you just said. And I, and I had kind of similar sentiments this morning where mm. I, because my producer has been very like anti-prime and Colorado the whole year. He's like, he's like, we're going to finally see if Colorado's any good or not. I'm like, you're moving the goalposts. Like what are we yeah, talking but, cares? but, but, but Aaron, at the end of the day, you're engaging in nuance and nuance has no place on the internet. Okay, you go three and zero. You got a superstar winning quarterback. You got Lil Wayne, the Rock of the game, to the biggest story in college football to the point where people are sick of you. Of course, they're going to victory lap if Oregon goes and boat races you. Now, I will say this: I think if Colorado keeps it close, that ends up being a win for Colorado. I know Dion won't oh, yeah. accept that. I know that uh, the the players won't accept it, and they shouldn't. But on the media side, that would take a lot of the wind it's- out of the sails. But people, there is a massive contingent of people that are just hoping that Oregon, like, like they have tied they their boat to the Oregon ducks to smash prime and company.
0: Yeah. If they keep it close, say they keep it within 17, say it's a two score yeah. game, like 16 points. It's two touchdowns with two extra two 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 point conversions. Um, does it give you confidence when they welcome home USC the next week that that game could be more interesting?
4: Uh, I okay, opinion, subjects can change. So I dive back into UFC, UFC, because I've kind of uh, bailed on them since that original San Jose State, State game. Um, yeah, I mean, sure, like yeah. a, a team a team performing above expectation will never make me feel worse about that team. So, yeah. uh, if, if if Colorado comes out and loses game by seven, 10, it's close, uh, then yeah, you're gonna feel better about Colorado hanging with the big boys. Like, and I think if they win this game. Then they are immediately thrust into that tier one in the Pac-12 that right now yep. consists of uh, USC, Oregon, Washington, certainly who we love. Um, yep. I think Utah's there, even though they're injured to all hell. We'll keep them in there until they prove to us that they're not. As we talked about yesterday, they got a big one coming up. So, yeah, I think
0: um, there's
4: a lot to be gained for Colorado this week.
0: Yeah, listen, I think I think keys to the game for for both sides. Uh, obviously for Colorado, I and mean, we've. You know, we got to talk a little bit about Oregon too. But for Colorado, I think defensively, I think as a team right now, I know they've they've played up tempo at times this season. Like get to line scrimmage, go 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 go. I think you want to shorten this game. I think you want to you know do a lot of drop eight, keep everything in front of you, make Oregon drive the field. Like the last thing you want is explosive plays. Like you do yeah. not want to get this crowd yes. involved in the game, throwing interceptions, fumbling the football. We saw them have some issues issues last week. Travis fumbled once. Shadur threw his first interception. Like, you can't let the crowd take over the football game because it can get ugly fast. And you can't let Oregon score fast. Like, can you shorten it enough to all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, you kind of look up and you're like, holy shit, Colorado's only down by 10. Colorado's only down by 14. Like now all of a sudden you got Shadur Sanders, who is, you know, showed us last week that he's got ice in his veins and maybe he can make something yeah. happen in the fourth quarter. Like, this can't be. For Colorado standpoint, this can't be a track meet. It can't be a track meet because Oregon will will, will, will I think will pull away in that standpoint. Shorten the game as much as you can. Try to keep it low scoring, which is why I sent you a bet of uh, of that under 79, 70, 70 yeah. and a half. I do think they're gonna keep it, try to keep this game pretty low scoring it to 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 stay alive at least. Uh and then for Oregon, I, I think I think Bo Nix just needs to be Bo. Like don't try to make the moment too big and feel like it's you versus Shadir that, that you have to have a Heisman moment. Like Bose played well enough last year and to start the season. And if he just does what Bo Nix does, take care of the football, be creative in and outside the pocket, he's naturally going to have a big time performance. That's going to leap him up in the Heisman discussion.
4: I just can't help but wonder if we've kind of crowned Oregon for no reason when they haven't really done anything that impressive this year, but uh, we'll see. I think this, I think that, um, Oregon at home has been very good. They've won 26 mm. of their last 27 games at home. They're only giving up 18.8 per game. Of the game, do you know who the only team to win
0: in that streak is
4: Washington last year? 37, 34. Penix was a master.
0: J has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are perfect for calls, listening to podcasts and working out. For 25% off your order, visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech.
1: I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that?
3: Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka.
2: tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: And finally, as you touched on Aaron, this is the first of a series of badass Pac-12 heavyweight quarterback bouts that we are going to see. Okay. So you can say it's not Shadur versus Bo, but on the media side, it is Shadur versus Bo, and I can't wait to see how it's going to play out. All right. Let's move on to the SEC as, um, Ole Miss and Alabama are going to do battle in Tuscaloosa this weekend. And it's kind of fascinating. um, Nick Saban looking at risk of potentially losing two games in a row at home to former assistants. And I'll say this, man, Lane Kiffin's troll levels are as strong as they have ever been right now. Uh, I believe he is incredibly confident going into this game. We talked about him, um, mentioning that he thinks Travis Roberts is making the calls, not Kevin Steele. Nick Saban denied it Monday. Lane Kiffin came back, and this is on tape says look man we saw what we saw on film and as everybody knows like we know people there like everybody knows each other we talk to people Mm -hmm. there and like yeah man you know that's what we think and so what's fascinating about that is legitimately lane kiffin is trying to make nick saban think he has a mole amongst the crew he is literally trying to stir dissent amongst the ranks he is playing meta mind games right now the tweets are out of all of it mm-hmm. and the only thing i keep coming back to is there's no way he would be doing any of this if he didn't feel supremely confident about what he's bringing to bear
0: you think saban is 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 interrogating people this week like bring him into his office turn the lights off have a light shining on their face. Like are you the mall you, you trading secrets you talk yeah you talk Absolutely. i know you did how scary would that be if Nick had walked into the room, lights are dimmed, there's just a chair with a light beaming on it? Like, I'd be shitting.
4: Deny <laughs> till you die. You, you better yeah. have fucking proof of my text. Otherwise, uh, I didn't do that. Even if I did it, uh, I didn't do mm-hmm. it. Absolutely not, Coach. Never would. No
0: chance. No chance. No, I don't know. I don't know if this is – I mean, because we remember we talked about Nick Saban smiling – in the press conference to start the season. Like, is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Is that mean he's supremely confident or is he just like, you know what? This season's going to suck. I'm just going to be happy and enjoy it. And is this Lane Kiffin supremely confident or is this him trying to mask something? Because he's, I've never seen like, he's always been a troll and he's always been more trollish during Alabama week and saying, yeah, you know, unique true. things like get your popcorn ready, all that. But I feel like he's taking it up another notch yes. this, this week. So like, does he see a chink in the armor? Which I think a lot of us do. And I said this yesterday when we were talking about Clemson and Florida State. Like, I think everyone in the SEC West, just like everyone in the ACC, looks at it as if not this year, then when? I think you brought this up on a previous mm-hmm. show of like, if we can't beat Alabama this year, then when will we ever get to do it? Because we know they've recruited at a, at a high clip. We know it's a young football team. We know Nick Saban's going to go get a kid in the transfer portal, the quarterback next year. Like, we have to take advantage. When Alabama's down and keep them down, so yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I I still would be hesitant of 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 poking the bear too much of saying the dynasty's dead that the 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 king is dead uh, when when Alabama is a more talented football team. And the last time that Alabama lost two games in a row in Tuscaloosa was Nick Saban's first year back in two thousand seven. It just doesn't happen.
4: Well. Until it does, you know? Yeah. Uh, Again, I'm not going to stay on this too long, but let's just look at the experience Alabama fans are going through. Right now, Aaron Murray, there are 32 NFL starting quarterbacks. Alabama represents one-eighth of the starting quarterbacks in the NFL, and yet you look at this year's numbers, these are Alabama's SEC ranks offensively. Yards per game, they're 12th. Pass yards per game, 13th. Yards per pass, 13th. Yards per play, 13th. Offensive success rate, 12th. Negative play percentage, 13th. Sack percentage dead last 14th. Mm. Now that said, I do believe Jalen Milroe is a significantly better quarterback than the other two, especially with this team, especially with this offense. Um, and I saw an Ole miss defense that was struggling and getting pushed around by Tulane yes. in the trenches with their backup yep. quarterback. And so we have a classic weakness on weakness, Aaron. Who do you think wins that battle? A Jalen Milrow-led, tied attack, or that seemingly weak Ole Miss defense?
0: Well, it depends on what the game plan is for Alabama. Like, I want to see, I I don't know, I I would say at minimum 10 design quarterback runs in this football game. Yeah, absolutely. Like like we talked about Colorado wanting to shorten the game up. I think for Alabama, the same thing is like you just want – Twelve plus play drives where you're just beating Ole Miss up because Ole Miss, like you alluded to, man, I think there's some major issues on both lines of scrimmage for for, for Ole Miss. And Alabama was not great in pass protection, but they can run. And Alabama's defense line's pretty feisty. And I don't think Ole Miss, who you know, I don't know what the deal is with with Juckins. I think it's some sort of abdomen issue that is that has hampered him to start the season. Um, you can't have Jackson Dart being your leading rusher and then think you're going to win the football game i just why not don't, i don't believe team no sample size why not i mean he's done it very
4: effectively ah. this
0: year he's
4: rushed for over 200 yards every against well,
0: lesser yards, opponents a lesser point i just if you're going to rush that much versus alabama you're going to get knocked around and i think it's going to affect your throwing at some point okay that's probably fair it's that's going to affect fair. you you're going to be worn down so it's, on the so- road and tuscaloosa getting hit that much so like there's two issues like is Jukins healthy enough to take a bigger load? Which uh, right now it doesn't. I'm not. I didn't pull a skip bail. Well, I, did, I didn't
4: say anything. i no, say calm down. Anything. Calm down.
0: Can it? Can he take some pressure off <laughs> the quarterback? I don't know if he's healthy enough to do that. And I think I think Alabama. I think Nick Saban's hopefully going to put his foot down and say, "We're running the quarterback. We're running the quarterback," and that's that's that. That's it. That's too. what I would do. I think. I mean, that's all you can not do. Run, 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 and then take a shot. Run, 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 take a shot. Run, 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 run take a shot. I think which, Alabama wins by double digits. Uh
4: wow. Okay, so I was gonna say it's that—that's what it kind of sounded like. Everything you were breaking down was yeah. leaning towards. Um, which, which running you played with a lot of great backs in your day. Who could take the biggest load uh, from you <laughs> off of your backs? Yeah, like like really? you talking about taking a load off your quarterback really? shoulder, like. I'm saying who? Okay, Gurley. Okay, yeah. I yeah. don't know. Did you play with like, is No NoSean before your time? I can't remember.
0: no Sean was before my time.
4: Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, never mind. So that makes yeah, more sense. Wow. Yeah. Shout
0: out Gurley, man. I'm impressed.
4: Um, I don't know. I, you know what, dude? I'm actually, I may be an idiot. Jackson Dart's the sixth highest rated quarterback in the country right now. He's playing very good football. Uh, I think this is an Alabama team football. that's in a bit of shambles. I think the confidence of Lane Kiffin is going to rub off on this team. I do not have Ole Miss winning, but I have taken them with the points. Uh, Mm. I couldn't bring myself to go Ole Miss money line, but I think this is going to be a close one. Remember, it was close last year, and it was a significantly better Alabama team and a significantly worse uh, Ole Miss team. Um, What? With Ole Miss? I think Jackson Darts way better than last year. I mean, no. Then he didn't then yeah. try to get you know, Spencer Sanders because he sucked,
0: yeah. like kind of last year. Like he's been elite yeah, since but, but, spring. But but Juck jukins ran for 135 yards, 54 4 yard average with two touchdowns. Okay. That's a fair point. Um, but Juckins still gonna play. And mm. again, I'm also
4: I'm just fading Alabama's offense. Alabama's offense has been yeah. shit. Pete Golding knows those players inside and out. And he should, in theory, know some areas to push in which to have success. But, of course, that street runs both ways, right? Because they yeah. should know some of Golding stuff that uh, they want to do. Uh, okay, so you have Bama covering. I have Ole Miss covering. I'm with you, though. Push comes to shove. I can't bring myself to say that Ole Miss is going to win this game. I'm going to mm-hmm. have to have them prove it to me, and I'm going to have to have them bury Alabama once and for all here in 2023. Finally, Aaron, let's get to the big boy. That's Mm -hmm. right. The top 10 matchup, the second top 10 matchup we've seen this year after LSU, Florida State, you got Ohio State versus Notre Dame. I mean, brand on brand. Two classic college football teams going toe-to-toe in South Bend, Indiana. If this doesn't get you excited about college football, then I just don't think you're a college football fan. Mm -hmm. Um Notre Dame has not beaten Ohio State since 1936. So it's been a hot minute. They don't play a ton, but they've lost like five or six in a row against the Buckeyes. Let me be very reductive, and I want to get your reaction to it. And and this is not fair. It doesn't tell the whole story, but let's just reduce this game to its barest elements. Um, yep. Last year's game, Ohio State had C.J. Strapp, one of the best quarterbacks of the entire country, 41 touchdowns, six picks in the year. Notre Dame had Tyler Buckner and Drew Pine, who were not good last year. Uh, Then you look at what Buckner did last week for Alabama against USF. Okay, we see how bad he is. Did you hear about what Drew Pine did last week at Arizona State? Mm -mm. He got in 23 plays and turned the ball over four times. (laughs) How that's possible, I I have no idea. I I don't understand. Uh, But the point is, think about that. C.J. Stroud versus those two last year. Uh, then recognize that game was played in the shoe and that game ended 21 to 10. Now you have a quarterback in Sam Hartman quarterback in Notre Dame. Who's thrown for more touchdowns than any quarterback in the entire country. Um, for Ohio state, you have Kyle McCord, who may be good, but wasn't even named starter till week three. I guess the point of all this is, oh, and it's in South Bend. So the point mm-hmm. of all this is a lot of elements remain the same, except for the most important ones the quarterbacks, and it's yep. vastly in Notre Dame's favor going into this game. So I don't know, Aaron, is, I mean, is that a bad way? Is it reductive? Yes, but is that like an ill
0: way to read this game? No. So it's funny because you and I, I, I brought this up early in the week. I said, you know, you go back and look at the stats from, from last year's game and, and first game of the season, but you look at it and you're like, yeah, it's 21-10, but then you go to the box score and like, okay, CJ was 24-34, 223, two touchdowns. Um, they rushed for 172 yards. Like yeah, they dominated the time of possession. They took care of the football. Like what, what went wrong? And I, I, I watched the rewatched last year's game this morning and Notre Dame didn't give up explosive plays. Like you think Ohio state with those receivers going against Notre Dame, like, oh, there must be explosive plays and go balls and post routes and, you know, tunnel screens that blow up for like 20, 30 yards. And that wasn't the case. Like Notre Dame made Ohio state earn it the entire game. And then I I also forgot this too. Notre Dame was winning 10 to three midway through the third quarter or 10 to seven, excuse me, 10 to seven midway through the third quarter. And that's when CJ shot. I remember if you remember this, they had that all out cover zero. Cover zero, I remember. Yeah. He kind of faded away and threw a beautiful throw. Like that was like their biggest play of the game versus cover zero blitz. And other than that, Notre Dame kept them in check. So like, I'm kind of with you and you had CJ and a Mecca and Marvin last year. Um Travion played in last year's game two. Yep, and you could only score twenty-one points, and you were kind of left in check. And I think Notre Dame's defense is better this year. Yeah, they they're at really home
4: good against NC State.
0: They look really good against NC State. They're at home, and Ohio State's offense is not better than it was last year. Yeah. No. So, like, I was I was pro Ohio State to start the week until I saw that game, and and and, and now my belief is, wow, Notre Dame defensively. Does have the athletes that can match up with Ohio State's offense mm-hmm. with so, a with a much lesser quarterback
4: and and so uh, okay so we're in agreement then I think Notre Dame wins this game. Uh, do. What what do you find as the biggest and we'll play this for both sides?
0: What do you yeah. find as the biggest potential problem for Notre Dame? Hmm. Hmm. giving up explosives. I think that's the thing. I think I think with it with a young quarterback who's making. His real first legit road start, like Indiana, I'm not really considering. Like that was like a little teaser. Like this is this is primetime football against a top ten team, a better defense, uh, and 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 one of the most historic stadiums in America. Like this this tests your manhood a little bit. So like to me, you can't let him get comfortable by giving up explosive plays. Like let him let him mess up. At some point, you let an inexperienced quarterback against an elite defense mess-up, you can't give him confidence by trying to think you can go man-on-man on, man on the outside, single high safety, and giving up an explosive play to Marvin Harrison Jr., and all of a sudden that quarterback starts thinking, hey, I can do this. Like, you've got to keep that doubt in his mind.
4: Um. So I would say, I mean, I, I absolutely, right? I, th- I think that's one of them. I would also say, uh, can these Notre Dame receivers – find success against very good Ohio State secondary uh, because again yeah. Aaron one thing I've learned from you on this show and really started to appreciate and watch closer is just how much uh, w- what a big difference weapons can make when it attempts to yeah. making it easy on your quarterback and uh, you know if we come out of this other side and Sam Hartman plays okay or not that well we're just going to shit on Sam Hartman I get that that's fine but I bet you when we dive into the tape we'll see that the receivers were blanketed and he'd have a lot of yeah. places to go with the ball.
0: I don't. I forgot what the what the over under was, but this is gonna be a low scoring football game.
4: Yeah, I kind of feel that
0: too. I feel it's that because well. Ohio State defensively is really good. Yeah, like really, 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 really good. Like, like on all three levels, good. Notre Dame really good in all three levels. Like, this is gonna be a a sock sock 'em football game. Take care of the football, you know, field position type football game. Um, and I'll get I, in, in that type of game. I'll give the advantage to the more experienced quarterback and, uh, and the home team. We should
4: have our snaps, knock him, sock him game of the week. What's a bigger knock him, sock him game, this one or Iowa Penn state?
0: Uh this one, because Penn state's still going to just, Iowa may not cross a 50 in that football game.
4: Yeah. You don't need to cross over 50. under
0: score though. Over under Iowa crossing the fifty three times in the Okay,
4: game. relax, relax. Even though their best no. tight end is hurt, so they're dead in the water. And they're um, okay, So, so the that player. was uh, biggest problem for. I didn't know that. Uh, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, that was biggest problem for Notre Dame. What's the biggest problem for Ohio? State? If you if
0: you if you listen to your co-host in yesterday's breakdown, you would have heard me mention You said that. that? Also, I did say that. Shit. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Question in the chat: Does T-Bob listen to Aaron when he talks? Yes or no? um do you okay
4: hold on do you want to play that game do you do you, are we sure that you want to play that game i mean you ever heard the term glass houses let he is doing that Thin. throw the first stone so i know your ass ain't picking up a rock uh, except to throw touchdowns yeah exactly from in the chat pots and kettles um, pots and kettles
0: uh right, what was your okay. question biggest problem for ohio state flip it Biggest problem for Ohio State, um, getting their quarterback. Same thing. They like, like, getting their quarterback in rhythm. Like, I don't think Ohio State defense really has many matchup problems. Like, I love the way Notre Dame's offenses, offensive lines played. You know, I love their estimate in in the way he's running the football right now. Um, like, I think their defense will be fine. Like it's to I agree. Me, it's like, can you can you get your can you just get your your quarterback in rhythm? Can you give him some easy throws to to quiet the crowd to build his confidence? It's so like to me, like once again, like I said it on Monday, like Ohio State's a quarterback away, in my opinion, from being the best team in America. Yeah. So like that's the big question in this game. Like I don't question Notre Dame at all. Like I think Notre Dame is, regardless of what happens this week, unless they get just blown out, is still a legitimate national championship team, like and, and a playoff contender because I think they can hang with USC and I think I know they could beat Clemson but for Ohio state, like the whole game in the whole season for Ohio state lies on their quarterback shoulder. They got the receivers. They got the running backs. The offensive line looks good. They got a really, they've had the best defense they've had in years. It's the quarterback spot. That's, that's this whole game.
4: So, um, and, and, and I agree once again, Aaron, we are uh simpatico here because I wrote it as can the O-line protect Kyle McCord. And then also like, if you can get Travion Henderson going, that goes a yeah. long way mm-hmm. towards getting uh McCord into the flow, like you were talking about. So, so already though, in these answers, you can just see how much of all of this goes back to that quarterback position, right? Yep. I mean, that's what this is all swirling around. And look, if, if you're Kyle McCord, it's a great opportunity. Because if yeah. you do this, all of a sudden everybody's gonna be believers. You're a made man, everybody thinks you're great, but great opportunity generally cuts both ways because mm-hmm. if you don't do this and it goes poorly everybody's going to zero in on you what's it feel like as a quarterback Aaron when you lose a big game and everybody's just like because you know I've lost big games but ain't
0: nobody talking shit about the center no like you guys can still go on the town and get drunk and no one's really like yeah. saying much but like every you kind of feel like when I would lose a game or Georgia would lose a game and if I dared went out which I rarely did you know, you kind of feel like everyone's just staring at you, like, "Oh, there's Aaron. He kind of shit the bed today." Or, yeah, yeah, not a good I, 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 I Especially, especially for Ohio State because of what that position has meant for the past, yeah. you know, eight years.
4: That's true. Ohio State and Alabama. Um, even though whatever, Ohio Commencourt is way better than what Bama's brought to bear this year. Yeah, but um, bring. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's. Mm. A lot on the line for the Buckeyes. They're going to feel far behind Michigan if they drop this one. And if you're Notre Dame mm. and you want to ascend into Odin's Golden Halls and you want us to all believe in you, this is your... like. If Notre Dame wins this, they're basically a playoff team, right? Yep. I don't see yep. them dropping two against Duke, Clemson, and USC. Maybe one. Nope. I don't see them dropping two. So nope. uh, just so much on the line. This weekend is going to be so much fun, y'all. Um, we will be doing a Sunday recap show where we'll break down all the insane action. I mean, there's a million different teams from which to choose, a million different games that we'll be reacting to. Uh, on Friday, we'll have the second edition of our new gambling segment, brought to you by DraftKings with our guy Colin Wilson from the Action Network. That's a ton of fun. Uh, Colin with some very sharp plays last week. Remember, his system liked the Florida money line and liked the Mizzou money line. You know, and look what ended up happening. Uh, and then as always, youtube.com slash at volume snaps, we hope you have a wonderful day. Huge. Thank you to Ryan Brumley, Pat Gunther, Danny Cardenas, uh, Chris Tran, Christian Hunter, Adam Gracia, and, uh, we'll see you this weekend with some more snaps. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 infinity QX 80 live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York city.